0: This is The Shift Podcast.
1: Today on The Shift Daily Podcast, Steve Stebbing has every single movie and TV show we need to watch on the long weekend. Zola looks amazing. Boss Baby looks fantastic. Uh, Follow along. And maybe you'll find something great to watch this weekend with Steve Stebbing. Blaine Kylo shares how Microsoft is trying to bring its games to any platform you want, so you don't just have to have, you know, this device or that device. Pretty cool stuff. And how Microsoft is bringing in Windows 11, Arcade Fire is releasing new music, and so much more. And are you okay with soup? And six-year-olds going to pubs. Are you okay? Are you okay with kids at the pub? Ooh, Ooh,
0: not after nine. Ooh, nine, nine. nine. I think that's the rule. Well, that's what I grew up with. You know, I could go to the pub and have pub food with mom and dad, but nine o'clock was adult time. It was like a barrier. It was like a line that I will not cross. And then when I could cross it, that's how I knew I made it. All right to adulthood. Um, (laughs) And to be (laughs) honest, stay up past nine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. To be honest, though, as a kid, like uh, yeah, two Irish parents, um, as a kid at the pub, it, was, it wasn't it was that interesting to watch all the adults start to slur. I mean, it was kind of amusing for a little bit, but then, then you run out of things to do. Well, there's just so many crayons on the table, and it's just like, I get boring after a while as a kid mm-hmm. at the pub. So from both yeah, sides, fair. yeah, I don't like it.
1: No way, man. No kids in the pub. Adult time and space. Get out, child. That makes sense
0: coming from the only person here who has children.
1: (laughs) That does. I just want to
0: acknowledge that. That makes sense. Very valid point.
1: Well, um, whether or not you want kids at the pub, maybe we should just ask the kids, do you want to go to the pub? A video is resurfacing online. It's truly excellent. You're about to hear, at the time, six-year-old Katie, who really wants to go to the pub. In the video, Katie's mom...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's an Irish name, Jamie Moynihan. All one word. Oh, you're missing a space. You're missing a space bar. It's just Jamie Moynihan. (laughs) (laughs) That's a typo.
1: (laughs) Uh, Uh, Mom hears out her daughter's argument to take her to the pub for a Christmas party and to watch a football game, and little Katie does raise some pretty good points.
2: Do not let me just go for
0: one night. Because you're too little to go to the pub. Mummy, I'm six. Six? I am absolutely just
3: six. Yeah, exactly. You're six. Not 16, not 17, not 18. You're six. And Millie's
2: six. She got to go to the pub. For her
0: daddy's birthday party. And did I get to go? No. Well, then, why do I not get to go to the cat
2: and Spend time with my aunties. It's my weekend off. What about other kids are going? Please, I just... One night. One night, and I won't go to the bingo
0: anymore. I won't go to the bingo tomorrow.
1: <laughs> this is good, good. This is yeah, very, very well spoken for a six-year-old. I mean... Uh- yeah. Plus, I want to be her parents because if they get to go to the pub one night and the bingo the next night, I don't know the last time I had a social yeah. calendar that full as yeah, a parent. That's overwhelming. So, so in this video, Katie sounds convincing to me. Convincing to you? She's got a good points yeah. here. I want, I want to hear her out, though. Let's hear the whole That's argument. Right. Well, Katie's got another angle. She brings her dad into the argument. And not only does she bring her dad into the argument, she throws him right under the bus.
2: He (laughs) pretends he's cleaning when you're gone and he doesn't really clean. He comes, I go into the kitchen because I'm hungry and then he's on his phone and said, I'm cleaning. I said, no you're not, you're on your phone. (laughs) And like, seriously, guys, you believe me, I'm six and my old mother won't let me go to the (laughs) pool. How is that so fair? I'm six and a half.
0: Not a to book. My mother won't let me. Why <laughs> my mother won't let me? Your mother won't let me. I love that. Um, and like she's gonna be funny when she's older. The mm-hmm. way she... No, you're not. You're on your phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're not. That's so funny. The video it. has over six million views. And in case you were c- uh, curious about the outcome of all of this, Katie did not get
0: to go to the pub oh okay i mean she is six years old but fair enough
1: are you okay are you okay with birds
2: pretty ones not the Mm. not the like downtowny eat the garbage ones
0: that's that's what i'm getting accustomed to today even I was walking back with my groceries and a magpie flew out of a dumpster out of nowhere, scared me. And I dropped some of my groceries and then it landed on a on like an electrical line and just took a dump right in front of me. Not on me, but it was like it startled me and then pooped in front of me. And I was like, this bird sucks. But then I saw pretty birds by the water. So that's my opinion of birds. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Poopy
1: birds bad pretty birds good what about really really big
2: birds uh what's big bird doing here oh right uh you guys this is big bird he's going to be interning with us here at funny or die for the fall
4: i want to be a comedy writer when i grow up (laughs) and a fireman (laughs) and an astronaut
2: well big bird hopefully we'll be able to help you out with that first one welcome aboard
0: more like
1: welcome a bird
0: (laughs) oh this is going to be easy
1: that's pretty good, oh. actually. I like yeah. that. Uh, oh, two Australians good. appeared in court on Monday. They were accused of stealing that very same Big Bird. Bracket, the pair are alleged to have stolen the Big Bird costume from the traveling Sesame Street Circus. The pair put on a show of their own, leaving the courthouse, sporting clean suits, turtlenecks, and one of them had a very bleached Mullet. Nice work. Here's more from Nine News Australia.
3: Choreographed synchronized style. Cody Milne and Tasman Binder played it cool outside court, staying silent, letting their driver do the talking.
2: Cameras, sorry, sorry,
3: cameras. Are you sorry, are you the men in their 20s are accused of stealing Big Bird, a two meter tall character costume that belongs on Sesame Street. Hey, talk us through what happened. The crime ruffled all of our feathers and sparked a statewide manhunt in April. The $160,000 Big Bird pinched from the Circus Spectacular at Benython Park. It even got the state's top cop talking.
2: I don't think people appreciated the value of the costume. That makes it a serious offence.
3: The alleged birdnappers using their bird brains returning the famous feathers days later with a sorry note signed The Big Bird Bandits. You said you had a great time with the costume. What did you get up to?
1: Ooh, I don't want to know that. I
0: don't want to know. (laughs) I don't want to know. No, no. Especially because the picture of the bird just, like, left by, like, a transformer uh, on the side of the road.
1: It's just very, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want, want, like, CSI investigation with blacklight to find out. Um, So both men were charged with theft and unlawfully being on premises. Apparently, the two are very good friends, and they were just having a laugh.
3: What they can't do is attend the circus anytime soon, so the media circus will have to do. Can you tell me how to get how to, get to Sesame Street? They couldn't, but they wouldn't get there even if they tried.
1: Okay, so they come out of the court, they, like they're having a laugh, right? They come out of the court and now. it seems to me like they played it up. Like, you know, here's our limo driver to drive us away. No questions, no questions. Like our representative... That's so they exactly get to the car, keep away from the limo. Let's put on the big show. Let's do it like the famous people do. It's at that point in the story where their car gets stuck in front of the sea of reporters. <laughs> and they couldn't <laughs> go anywhere. <laughs> that is karma. That is just karma
0: in, in practice right there. And that is beautiful. Oh, That's what you get for stealing a childhood icon. One of the purest things in in, in, in on planet Earth.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. big bird bandits. Are you okay? Is big bird a poopy bird or a pretty bird?
0: Pretty bird On your spectrum. that also teaches me how to do numbers and the
1: alphabet. Mm. Also has imaginary friends, too. Snuffleupagus is pretty wicked. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty bird. Are you okay with acrobats? Ooh.
0: I admire their skill, but they mm-hmm. scare me. It's scary. They do. It is terrifying to watch. It it is especially. Have you ever been to Cirque du Soleil? I've only seen yeah, it once, yeah. and it was, I mean, it was incredible. But yeah, every single second, you're like, oh, they're dead. Oh no, they're not all dead. Oh, they're they're gonna die. No, they're fine. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're. It's. Amazing. I saw the
1: horse one. Uh, that was amazing. Oh yeah, I've something heard of that one. Yeah. And that was big and high and people flying all over the place and twisty on the ropes and the things. And then they roll up the rope and then they roll, unroll the rope. It's like they unfurl the blind. And it just like, you know, when you drop your blinds and just they come crashing down. They do that on a rope from way up there. I just think that that's weird. A Minnesota couple tried to do some acrobatics of their own. Good for you, <laughs> date night. Wow. Um, but they failed. The Eden Prairie Police Department said that not just one, but two people were arrested for DWI in a single car earlier this year. Uh, Here's more from CBS News on how that's even possible.
0: Eden Prairie Police say two people got DWIs in a single traffic stop. The officer was pulling over a
2: car speeding on Highway 62 and saw the driver and front seat passenger switching seats while the car was still going. Once the vehicle pulled over, both failed a sobriety test. The man, who was originally the driver but became the passenger, blew a .24. The woman, who was originally the passenger and then switched to drive, blew a .15. Katie Johnston for CBSN
0: Minnesota.
1: Well, thanks, Katie. <laughs> nice um, try. They were cited with DWI. They were both seen driving while intoxicated. The man in the vehicle had three previous arrests for DWI in the last 10 years, which elevates him to a felony. This is preventable, the police department reported. If you're drinking, plan ahead for a safe ride. If you're not drinking, offer to be the designated driver. I think they left something out, though. By the way, don't switch drivers while the car is moving. Like They didn't say anything on that part. That's a bold
0: play. This reminds me of that uh, Gabriel Iglesias. He's a comedian joke where he said, if you're ever getting pulled over for a DUI and you want to have some fun with the cop, just uh, pull over, be safe and hop in the passenger seat and just wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's another. <laughs> I don't know comedian. who's driving, sir. He went
1: he ran off that way. <laughs> All by yourself. The uh, there's another guy that says when you go get your driver's license and you get your photo taken, so when you go get your driver's license replaced or whatever, go drunk and high. So the photo they take looks more like you when you get stopped at nighttime.
0: Oh wow. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All terrible. Don't things. do
1: that. Don't do that. Are Please you do okay?
0: That. No, we're out of context to start this one.
1: Oh are you okay with an out of context clip to get starting this one says brendan
2: kelly
3: i didn't get any bread just forget it let it go (laughs) Um, excuse me i i think you forgot my bread bread
0: two dollars extra two
1: dollars but everyone in front of me got free bread
0: you want
3: bread yes please
0: three (laughs) dollars no soup for you
1: One of the most iconic moments, probably second only to the Master of My Domain episode on Seinfeld. Yeah, that's the top one. Even people who
0: Mm -hmm. don't watch Seinfeld, including me, know that line. Are you okay? With soup. Are you okay with soup? soup? I like soup. I really like uh, creamy soup, Mm -hmm. like uh, clam chowder right up my alley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like soup. I like oh, really? soup. I am I got an affinity for salty stuff, so I got salty soup I like. Mm, chicken soup,
1: like really salty chicken soup. Yeah. I like that too. When I was a child and we lived in Port Alberni and we were in Parksville, my mom and her friends got drunk and made a clam chowder uh, during a red tide. And so I've never been big on clam chowder since, although we never got sick, although we were told the story about it, therefore I've carried that forward. Thanks for the baggage parents. Anyway, you might not be okay with soup after hearing this story. A 25-year-old chef died after falling into a vat of soup at a wedding hall in Iraq. The incident happened on June 22nd at Hazel Hall, a large wedding venue in northern Iraqi district of Zako, where the man was preparing for a large feast. The victim, Isa Ismail, was cooking a giant pot of chicken soup when he slipped and fell in. Local broadcaster Middle East in... Middle East in (laughs) 24 reports... (laughs) <laughs> he suffered third degree burns and died five days later. That's dreadful. Yeah, oh, I know. A, crazy. A relative said that Ismail had been working at the venue for about two years. Did the wedding wedding go ahead? Question one. Question two: Did they serve the soup? Oh, uh, oh. no and no, I
0: really hope so. <laughs> but we don't really know, do we? <laughs> we, I don't know. I couldn't find that in the story. That wasn't really the headline generator. The more the headline generator was, a guy died after falling in a giant pot of chicken noodle soup.
1: I think wow. a good headline would be something along the lines of, "Chicken Noodle Soup Served to Wedding Party After Man dried, Died in It." Oh, yeah. See, that's worse. So we didn't get that. <laughs> so I'm going to assume
0: that right. that is not the case.
1: All right. Waste of a good soup
0: this is the
1: shift
3: podcast
1: like we've been celebrating all the way through this thursday wednesday thursday friday sort of your boss makes you do three days worth of work so you can have one day off kind of long weekend strangeness uh we are welcoming steve stebbing to the shift a a day early uh welcome to the shift it's time for steve and what the hell should we watch this weekend
2: yes i i rushed it a little bit this week to because I, I i really wanted to to be part of the show again and we were like can you go a day early i'm like i'll make it work
1: make it work man make it fit and you didn't <laughs> melt either by the way how hot was Ooh. it yesterday
2: uh 44 like even now i'm still waiting for it to cool down it's still like a balmy like 34 like it's still gross and yeah
1: they calgary i think got up to about 35 my car said 37 and a half <laughs> on the pavement on the hot pavement so yeah. um yeah those are numbers i've never seen not no. in my vehicle so
2: i've never seen that number before at all and and for it to be like that where it was in in you know at the highest peak in calgary for it to still be that at eight o'clock at night is ridiculous
1: it is ridiculous yeah. and uh although that being said, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, here we are dealing with it and moving along because it could be the end of it. Maybe, to be determined, but we're hoping. Um, <laughs> what the hell should we watch this weekend if we have air conditioning? Steve Stebbing. Let's get started with the list, shall we? Um, SteveStebbing.ca, by the way, if you want to check out all of the list of the things and some bonus stuff on the website. First, let's hear Lo- uh, Zola.
3: I came to dance.
2: No, uh, no, 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 we're
1: back.
3: Why are you on my Facebook? Why are you on my Tumblr? Why are you DMing me? Sis,
1: why are you tagging me sis. in photos? You don't even fuck with me. Sis. Let me know. Sis. Let me know. Yes, Let me- sis. All right, Steve, tell us about
2: Zola. Yeah, this is an insane film. Uh, and it is uh, like a, a Florida odyssey, really. Basically, uh, following uh, a, a stripper who record, uh, kind of recruits a Detroit waitress saying that, yeah, you could probably do what I do as they go basically on a road trip through Florida to grift money off of uh, unsuspecting men and desperate men and everything. And uh, Zola starts to realize that this person that recruited her, Stephanie, uh, is definitely using her and definitely has ulterior motives. Uh, So this is like the weirdest character drama um, but I, I really loved it because it feels so real. And the craziest thing, Shane, is this is based on a 143-tweet-long chain, if that really? makes any sense. Yeah, it was a, a story that a woman told over Twitter. And then the woman that she was talking about um, basically told her side of the story on Reddit. And then the filmmaker, uh, Jessica, oh, what is her last name? I totally space on her last name, but she basically wrote this mo- into a movie and this is what we get. And it's wow. insanely good. It's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way um, because it's kind of like one of those garish and grainy feeling story about really terrible people. But there's something that grabbed me immediately uh, in this movie and it was... Honestly honestly the line of you want to hear a story of me, of me why me and this bee fell out mm-hmm. it's a kind of a long but it's full of suspense
1: Really all right sounds great that's Zola next on the list we have I like this one by the way this looks <laughs> good to me The Boss Baby Family Business I'm in the family
3: business and now you work for me Boomers ah! Baby Corp developed a new formula that can turn a grown-up back into a baby for 48 hours.
1: You want me to be a baby again?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, there's the awkward stage. Ew! Baby Corp will offer a full memory wipe following this experience. All right.
1: Is there anything better than uh, cartoon babies with oversized giant heads? Really?
2: Really? Right. And like a suit and a cell phone and like a 401k and (laughs) Alec Baldwin as the voice. Uh, I mean, they it was a couple of years ago that the first film, uh, The Boss Baby, came out. And uh, I mean, with some of these films, I'm like, well, the kid's going to love it. But I I feel like I'm just kind of dragging my butt to go to it. I really liked the first movie. It made me laugh quite a bit. Like besides uh, Alec Baldwin, you have James Marsden in it, Jimmy Kimmel and Lisa Kudrow are the parents. Like there is just a lot of fun to this movie. Basically this sequel picks up, they have become adults, but through uh, a villainous other boss baby voiced by Amy Sedaris, they are kind of reverted back to babies and thrown into a new adventure. And uh, I don't, It's it's fun. It's a lot of the same but Mm -hmm. it's still, I mean, it's, it's the way they write it. I I feel like they take a lot of improv stuff and, 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 uh, and ad libs and stuff and they just kind of throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And I'm kind of into animation like that. It just, it kind of makes it feel fresh.
1: Well, it's like a fresh honey. I shrunk the kids in Mm -hmm. reverse kind of thing.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I kind of like that. All right. Um, Stevestebbing.ca If you want to uh, get the whole blog plus some bonuses on there too, this is the Tomorrow War. Ah! This device facilitates your jump to and from the future war.
0: One minute
1: to jump. Oh here, buddy, take that. Just look around like that. Are you so calm? Long story. Like ex military. Yeah. Kind of a short story, I guess. All right, where are we going with this one? is suspenseful, exciting, this thriller, is- what is it?
2: Yeah, this is your big action sci-fi movie. Chris Pratt is in it, hope, hopefully trying to pull from that uh, that box office support that he got in Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Jurassic World and less away from stuff like uh, Passengers or the Magnificent Seven remake, which just didn't make a lot of money. But basically, this has uh, a bunch of people that showing up from the future, uh, a human race from the future, saying that I we need to recruit all these people from this time to bring bring them to the future with us because we're, we've been invaded by aliens and this is our only hope to uh, basically save the planet. Uh, and it's big budget. I think this was originally supposed to hit theaters uh, and, it, and uh, cause it's produced by Tom Cruise's company Skydance and it looks expensive as all hell. Uh, I mean, good cast with, with, uh, with Chris Pratt and everybody around him. Uh, and it's just your kind of standard, sci-fi action against aliens so uh, uh, this is on Amazon Prime so it's going to be available to everybody with uh, well pretty much everybody has that I feel like now just for deliveries and everything
1: whether they don't even know it exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. if you have been getting Amazon Prime deliveries you have the streaming service and you should be taking full advantage of that because I know you do as well but I didn't even know that you know when
1: I signed up I
2: I didn't really (laughs) I,
1: I just sort of I was like, oh, I got my prime deliveries. I'm like, I wonder if that means I get the music and the TV, too. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is cool. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, you could have put in a movie about, like, the Ice Age, like a throwback, you know, just because <laughs> of the heat. That would have been all right. Uh, SteveStebbing.ca, America, the motion picture.
2: Hello, Gav. Oh,
3: Gav. I can't ask you to go in there
1: with
2: me. Yeah, good. Because no.
3: Great. Good luck. Whoa, 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 whoa. Charge! Charge! So you want me, a black dude, to play lookout for you while you break the law?
2: All right, tell us about it. Yeah, so this is an animated film that's debuting on Netflix. And basically, it's uh, the people behind uh, Archer and Spider-Man into the uh, into the Spider Verse, uh, Lego Movie, all those guys. Uh, they basically they're trying to tell a beefed up version of the story of the founding fathers in just the most ridiculous way possible it kind of reminds me of uh like team america world police where everything is incredibly tongue-in-cheek yeah uh, you have uh, a tatum uh, exactly yeah you have T- Channing tatum that's uh he's he's playing a chainsaw wielding george washington who's <laughs> assembling like an avengers like team uh to take on uh the the basically the the foreigners the uh benedict arnold king james all the british uh and uh it's i mean it's Channing tatum's in this one simon Pegg's a voice in this one andy samberg will forte jason Mantzoukas. Uh i mean it's like a who's who of uh, hilarious actors in just the most ridiculous and fun way possible we talked earlier about improv throwing everything at the wall for mm-hmm. a kid's movie like boss baby yep imagine the same but for an adult like extremely R-rated movie
1: (laughs) alright well that's curious isn't it (laughs) Um, alright this is uh, there's some more depth sort of um, in all of this uh, with the history so uh, let's hear it first and get your understanding of what it is Fear Street Part 1 1994
3: there's no angry dead witch the only thing that made him go crazy is this town the dude was wearing a Halloween skull mask how is that not fun
2: Guys, I think there's someone in the woods.
1: We're together for one night and dead people are trying to kill us. Maybe we are doomed. What would be, uh, what the hell should we watch this weekend without uh, Steve trying to scare the crap out of Shay?
2: right uh, yeah and uh, i mean this goes back to honestly my horror origins because uh fear street is a book series written by an author named rl stein who probably hit his big time with goosebumps like which is horror kind of aimed at like a preteen uh generation uh but fear street was like uh just kind of your young adult novel of the week or of the month type thing where it was just basically slasher films or or ghost stories or stuff like that all taking place in in uh, kind of the same area. And uh, Netflix has grabbed onto that and decided we're going to make a trilogy of films and we're going to release them in three consecutive weeks. So this okay. is our first week is 1994 and basically following a group of kids who are basically brought together because there is a series of murders going on in the town that seem to perpetuate every number of years and uh, has to do with some ancient evil that is buried underneath uh, the city. And I mean, the first, this movie, it gets lost a little bit in some of its horror tropes and trying to be, um, almost uh, like not quite satirical, but just almost copying a lot of things. But there is a couple kills in the third act that I'm still thinking about. <laughs> like they are seriously, it has some serious gore that I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to I'm going to feel that one in my dreams for a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing, man. I'm like I'm like really like you're like <laughs> th- you say it so casually. This mm-hmm. is what what concerns me about horror movies. You're like there's some kills. <laughs> and it's like it's nothing. It's like someone mm-hmm. ran over a gopher. I feel bad. I saw a gopher get hit by a car yesterday and that has set me in my mind. I, a little poor little guy was wiggling all over the highway mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I was like, "See, that's what sets me off. As a poor yeah. little gopher for getting hit by a car. You're like <laughs> mass murder. This might bug me.
2: I I love the effects. You know what I mean. And it, it's been like since, since I since I was a teenager, being into like Tom Savini's work, Eric Nicotero George Romero, all the people that made all these crazy effects. So like deep in my heart, I'm like I, I know that there is a method. There is a mechanical method in how all of these things happen. So that's I think that's where a lot of my appreciation is gleaned from. But yeah, sometimes sometimes the divide is so wavering between reality and what you're seeing on screen that you just kind of, it, it does resonate, I will say. Well, okay, let me ask you a question about that. Because
1: in the <laughs> old days of horror, like there was like blood pumps and blood mm-hmm. bags and like it was very, I mean, they had to create it prop style, costume yes. style. And in today's world, it's a lot of, you know, um, character generated computers and yeah. and all that. I mean, does that... I mean, maybe more convincing. I don't um, want to say more natural, but it, does that bother you, or does that make it cooler?
2: Honestly, I like the practical effects a lot more than the digital effects because you, sometimes I can see it. Like in action movies, I can tell uh, digital squibs. The when people get shot, yep. you, sometimes you can just really tell, or digital blood on the on, yeah. It's like the angles out.
1: of the spray get mm-hmm. weird.
2: It, yeah, yeah cuz they have there, there's no way to fully master the fluid physics we'll say yeah. or or yeah. The, the 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 bullet punch physics um and sometimes it would even ruin a movie like um the Will Smith I Am Legend mm-hmm. um in, they instead of going the route of having any practical effects they went completely CG and so when there's even like a body Uh, uh, one of the creatures on the table in front of them like living breathing all that kind of stuff it still looks so cheesy and Mm -hmm. it 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 definitely takes me out of the experience and and maybe seeing it on the big screen ruin that more i think some effects are ruined by big screen uh experiences if you see it on a smaller screen maybe they can get away with it but it's dicey i found too like one of my tvs has that
1: um artificial depth thing that Ooh, it does yeah, and yeah. i can't turn it off on that tv and my other tv doesn't and i do notice a big difference mm-hmm. in what is cg stuff on the artificial yeah then it looks even worse versus on the other one so it's curious conversation all right uh summertime we're all cooking uh tell uh, let's listen to it first and then you'll tell us about summer of soul
3: i was nervous I didn't expect a crowd like that.
0: Something very important was happening. It wasn't just about
2: the music. 1969 was a change of era in the black community.
3: The styles were changing. Music was changing. And revolution
1: was coming together.
3: We are a new people. We are a beautiful people.
2: Music. Awesomeness. Absolutely, and I am a total nerd for all music documentaries, and this one is super cool because it is not only the debut film uh, from Tripod Quest member Jimmy Fallon, band leader, and just uh, amazing human being Quest Love, but it's um, about something that we never we never got to see that the the entire world never got to see because it follows a uh, the Harlem Cultural Festival uh which took place in uh, Mount Morris Park in uh in New York or oh, sorry Harlem and um it took it happened the same time Woodstock 1969 happened mm. so They filmed all of it, all these performances with Stevie Wonder, Sly and the Family Stone, Mavis Staples, B.B. King. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And it got thrown into a warehouse basement and mothballed for decades. Nobody ever saw this incredible concert. And uh, Questlove got a hold of all this footage and has not only put it into a documentary with uh, people kind of reminiscing and getting to see this footage for the first time in in decades, but he also uh, compiled all of the original concert footage into a full-length just concert film uh, that I I don't know if it has a release date yet. All of this is available on uh, Disney Plus through uh, the Hulu Star account. Um, So you get the documentary now. Hopefully, in a couple of months, we get the full-on concert because it's it's just a sight to behold, really. All right, DVD
1: geekouts with Steve Stebbing and SteveStebbing.ca. One of my favorite shows from way back when: The Animaniacs complete series. Let's hear it.
3: This tablet contains the sum of all human knowledge. All human knowledge in one easy to swallow tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 quantum mechanics. Quinoa wraps. Queen Bay, we've missed so much.
2: Uh,
1: everything, all the shows, is that what we're looking at yeah. here? Yeah.
2: Not only that, we got all four seasons of the original series because they did do a re—they did do a reboot recently for Hulu, which I don't know how you get in Canada yet right now. It's not on Disney Plus, so I'm like, come on, guys, let's let's refresh this one. But uh, this one also has the the movie as well that I believe was made during season four. Uh, but all of it is together in this huge set. Uh, I geeked out because I walked by the rack at Walmart and I just saw it peeking out at me. And it was sixty-five bucks, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that's worth it <laughs> for me. That's worth it." Because <laughs> my daughter's never seen it. My daughter's yeah. never seen it, and and we, and my wife and I, quote it a lot because it's like part of that formative time where it's like that in The Simpsons, were the most quoted things. Right. And now she's getting to see where we get all these quotes for them. Where I, why I say hello, nurse, like yeah. all of these things. Uh, Wacko, Yakko, and Dot are four, just massive part of my comedy upbringing. And I am will never, ever be ashamed to say that.
1: No, they were just these characters, like these um, Warner Brothers characters that were trapped in Animated <laughs> World. And then they basically, they're just a bunch of just playful hooligans. Absolutely. That escaped Warner Brothers and just were sort of just having a great time because they were free finally. It's pretty cool. It's a great show. you have never seen it. So also much on meta TV, stuff. Oh, there was good stuff. <laughs> uh, also on TV, Monsters at Work, monsters at Work from Disney+. Plus. It's
0: laughter we're after. We're going to need to find a couple of hundred more funny monsters. Excuse me, Tyler Tuskman, official scarer. What? A scarer? You're no longer hiring scarers? Hey, scarers are out. Jokesters are in. Is this a joke? Report to MIFT.
1: <laughs> yeah. Home sweet home. Meet the new guy, Tyler Dustman. Hi. We were best buds in college. We just had that one class together. Yeah, but it was special. We didn't actually speak. All right, where are we going with this last one?
2: Yeah, that's, uh, this is really cool because um, Pixar is now basically making show forms of continuations of their uh properties and uh so through disney plus they've commissioned this new show which takes place after the first movie because uh monsters inc uh at the end of monsters inc spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen monsters inc uh, if you haven't seen it close your years but it's been out for like 20 years so like fair fair get on get on it um they discover that scaring kids doesn't bring as much um uh fuel to keep their world going, making them laugh us. So now they're not scarers, they're jokesters and everything. And uh, John Goodman and uh, Billy Crystal's characters of Mike and Sully are now in charge and uh, basically trying to keep the place afloat and not falling apart. And it's just a fun fun little show if especially if you love uh these characters you're really gonna dig this one It kind of feels like it has the same kind of humor the same kind of writing to it and oh, i just love to hear billy crystal's voice like honestly mm-hmm. he is he is like a huge part uh, of my movie life ever since uh, boy ever since i saw city slickers in theaters with my dad um, I've just always been such a huge fan of Billy Crystal, so uh, and we don't get to see him a lot these days. So no. just to hear that voice and John Goodman, I mean, I love Who doesn't that love dude. Sully? Yeah, yeah. I, he's a bucket. Both those guys are bucket list interviews. Honestly, yeah. just love Garibald.
1: them both. I love it. All right. Well, happy, uh, happy long weekend to you yes. if you're getting Friday off. I don't know if that's a thing for you. Mm-hmm. No, Gotta I work. wish I All wish. Right. <laughs> well, happy staggered weekend. Yeah. Happy Fake Friday, right? Happy Fake Friday. That's what it is here on the shift. Steve Stepping.ca to get all of the movies on the podcast and everything else to uh, thanks so much, Steve. Thank
2: you.
0: It's the Shift Podcast. <laughs>
1: The technological world, Blaine Kylo, solocore.com, S O L O C O R P S dot com. Uh, he is back from his super hot baseball weekend. They're super dad. How did everything go? Uh, they won
4: four out of five, lost a Heartbreaker in the final.
1: Oh, that's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome way to go. Everyone managed to stay cool and safe through the weekend.
4: No, they were dropping like flies by the <laughs> Oh end. no. They were. I they bet, were playing. Hey. You know, three games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, and forty-one degrees um, in the afternoon games. It was pretty warm out there, but they did great. They learned a lot about what they need to do to be able to win and keep themselves safe in that kind of weather. It was actually a really good training opportunity for them, and they played great. Awesome,
1: really cool stuff. Uh, Blaine's talking about his family trip for some uh, youngster uh, slow pitch or slow pitch uh, softball. Softball? Really?
4: Yeah, there's nothing slow about they're throwing they're throwing balls at 45, 50 miles an hour. There's nothing really, slow hey? about
1: it. It's, kids today uh, play sports at levels that we'd ever played at. That's that's absolutely true. Since we're talking technological world, I did get a text message from Norm. He suggested a website if you want to track fires. Since the forest fire risk is very, very high with all the heat and in Lytton's evacuation, Lytton, B.C., firesmoke.ca. And the cool part, thank you, Norm, for that, uh, firesmoke.ca, I've never seen it before. I'm new to it, too, but it creates like an animated radar of the where the fires are and where the smoke is going. So you can actually see the uh, perimeters of the fire area, it's updated, and where the smoke goes over the course of a time lapse. So it's really cool stuff, a very techy thing to get us started here. On the technological world, Blaine Kylo, where shall we go tonight?
4: Well, why don't we start with this news from Microsoft that Xbox Cloud Gaming is now available to anyone with an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription, no matter what device you want to play on. This is significant because before you could access this cloud gaming cloud gaming from Xbox is you can you don't need to have a console to play the games you don't need to have a computer to play these games you actually use servers and computers that are in the cloud and you're playing on that cloud so you need to have a really good connection to the internet and you know uh, bandwidth no bandwidth caps But if you have those things before, you could play on all of your Android mobile devices and things like that to play any of the Xbox games that you want that are available as a part of the Game Pass. Now, you can do so on your iPads and your iPhones. And the thing that's made it different is we've been talking a couple of times about how Apple kind of locks down their ecosystem. And so you can't have... Um, Xbox just allowing you to play all of their games on an app on your iPhone because Apple's got these rules in place that each game has to be its own app. You can't have an app that provides access to hundreds of different games. Apple says they do this because they want to make sure that each game is meeting the criteria that they have set to be on the devices. So you can't have a free-for-all. What Xbox has done is they've come up with a way to deliver the cloud gaming through a browser on your Apple device. So now you can play Xbox games on your iPad, on your iPhones, using a browser. So if you have this Game Pass Ultimate subscription, all of those games you can now play on any device you want through the cloud. Now, what is really interesting here is... A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how the deal with Bethesda being bought by Microsoft was going to take a whole bunch of games that people have been used to being playing on any of the consoles, and they were all going to be Xbox exclusives now. One of the big ones that we talked about was Starfield, this big RPG space exploration thing. The next Skyrim game is going to end up being an Xbox exclusive, but not if... Xbox can deliver all of these games to you on any device that you happen to own. And all you need to do is subscribe to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Hmm. That means that I can be a PlayStation console owner, but if I want to play all these Bethesda games, I just have to pay a subscription fee to Xbox and I can play those games, not on my PlayStation, but I can play them on any computer I want. I can play them on any tablet I want. I can play them on any phone that I want. So Starfield might be exclusive to Xbox consoles, but it is by no means exclusive to only Xbox console owners. It's going to be available to
1: anybody who wants to have a subscription. Wow, there's a lot there. I mean, that sounds like the way it kind of should be all along, but it sounds also a little bit of a workaroundy around Apple. Are we going to see... Uh, some pushback, kind of like we saw with... Was it Fortnite that got shut down because they were doing some fees outside the app and Apple wasn't making their cut? So, like is there do you this expect is, any pushback here? This
4: is all tied together in the same thing. And the, the court battle between um, Epic, which is the developer and publisher of Fortnite, and Apple, the court battle has wrapped up, but there's been no decision by the judge on what's going to happen. So it might be that... Apple ends up having to change the way they do things that is going to make it easier for Microsoft and Xbox to deliver these things. But they absolutely have found a workaround because the browser is your gateway now, and Apple has no way of controlling what people do on a
1: browser. Yeah. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Like this, this is the way it should be, in my opinion. Am I wrong in that? Or do you, you know, is this because it gives access? If you just want to pay to play the games, you get to you get to do that. It's you're not handcuffed the same way that you used to be.
4: Yeah, I I don't really, I take no opinion on this because I, I try I do my best to try and maintain you know neutrality so that I can report on these things and and better understand them. Apple makes really good arguments for why things are the way they are. But I do think that ultimately, consumers are going to end up winning out, and what's best for consumers is ultimately going to be best for the companies. Um, And I I think ultimately that that's going to be what happens here. There's just a whole bunch of fine details that have to be worked out.
1: Uh, Interesting stuff, that's for sure. Well, the people who have uh, had a hard time deciding which way they were going to go on platform now we're going to uh, maybe have a little bit more clarity we also had a conversation around windows 11 with andy barrar earlier in the week now what is your take on what is happening because microsoft i believe had said windows 10 they were tapping out but now there's windows 11.
4: It's the continuing evolution of things. I, I think what I've seen of Windows 11, it's a, a very nicely designed. It's very clean. It's very simple. There's a couple of things that I think are significant. One is they are bringing... Android apps to Windows 11 devices, and you can find those through the Microsoft store. So in the same way that Apple is providing apps on their new operating system, so apps that typically would be on your iPad and iPhone, you can get on your your Mac computers now, um, you can put Android apps now on Windows 11. So that's a significant change. Windows 11 was built with gaming in mind. There's an Xbox app right there on Windows 11 that gives you access to all of these things that we've been talking about. Um, And it does a really interesting thing because it supports all the different input types that you can have. So typing or writing or clicking or touching or talking, because Microsoft has the Surface devices that all have sort of touch interfaces, and they all support um, sound interfaces. Windows 11 is built for all of these different input types, and that's not... um, It's not the easiest thing to do. If you think back to the early days of the iPad, for example, you couldn't do writing on the iPad. You could only do tapping on the iPad. Um, So the fact that Windows 11 was built to be able to incorporate and use all these different input types is something that's quite significant, I think.
1: Where else does it take us? I noticed on some of the screenshots, it looks an awful lot like a Mac with the icons across the bottom. In that that sort of classic Mac way that Mac's always done that is that is this just the competition pinching
4: yeah I I, I I don't I don't know that they're trying to copy Mac. I think that what this is is taking a look at what you can do with an operating system and trying to deliver an operating system that is simple and it makes sense and is intuitive to people and I think that if you've got a million monkeys doing design on new homepages for a million years, that they're going to end up settling on something like this. Um, Apple just got there first. I think that this is less Microsoft copying Apple and Microsoft coming to the realization that, actually, this is just a really intuitive way to provide an operating system because we're all used to now looking at the bottom of a screen to find the things that we need to access. It's that taskbar on the bottom. And Windows 10 has a taskbar on the bottom too. The only thing that's different is that it's moving things from the bottom left-hand corner into the center of the screen,
1: which is where eyeballs tend to gravitate. All right, SoloCore.com for more from Blaine Kylo. Music with Arcade Fire. Yeah, let's start with a clip.
3: <laughs> no
1: So tell us what they're up to.
4: Yeah, Arcade Fire isn't playing any concerts anytime soon, but they're trying to keep everybody interested in their music and interested in their performances. They are going to be posting twice-a-week performances of um, videos of past live performances that haven't been available before. So it started last week with their performance of No Cars Go that we just heard from their set that they did at Primavera Sound back in 2017, and it's Arcade Fire's way of trying to keep you um, feeling like you're at the summer music festivals, even though
1: you might not actually be able to be at the summer music festivals. Cool stuff. The cool thing about all things COVID is that it really has forced some cool change in and around music. So that's kind of cool. I hope some of it sticks around. All right, tell us about the juice pack. And uh, is is this like the is this the battery pack that helps you? Or I'm just taking a guess. Yes. Here? No, that's exactly what it is. I was an
4: early adopter of the Mophie juice packs. Um, I remember being back in the E3 days down in LA um, when you had an iPhone that only gave you like four to six hours of battery time. But when you're on the road and on assignment for eight to 12 hours a day, the juice packs were absolutely essential to be able to, to stay busy and stay active. Well, the Snap Plus juice pack mini from Mophie is the new version of the juice pack. And I actually had one with me in Kelowna and it saved me in Kelowna because one of the things that I do for the team is I track all of the scores and all of the plays on an app called game changer. And so all of the parents who can't actually be at the game, they can tune in to essentially a, a a virtual baseball game based on the, plays that i'm inputting from my phone but when i've got three games that i've got to do in the span of about five hours it really drains even the great iphone 12 that i've got now that's got a pretty good battery pack um it drains fast and the the new mophie juice pack it's magnetized and so i don't even have to fumble around with cables i don't have to mess around with anything like that because the iphone 12 is mag safe on it, the new juice pack, it just kind of snaps right onto the back of the phone. And lo and behold, I'm charging my phone without having to do any kind of mucking around.
1: That seems like a very Blaine Kylo thing to do. Like I always get stuck playing music at my son's hockey games. So I guess us parents, we just do what we do. Blaine Kylo, solocore.com, at solocore on the Twitter. Um, Happy Canada Day, sir. I certainly hope you enjoy your weekend with the family. Thanks, Shane. You too.